You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. The Cats host their first Grey Cup since 1997, and the Argos 96. win. 96. 96. And the Argos we went, we, win You screwed that again. up the first time we recorded. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do. Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football. Bring you the latest in CFL news and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable. Ready, set, hunt. We are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. To an out CFL podcast, take two. Hot um, shots, part <laughs> two. <laughs> I'm uh, Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is here. Let me just say the luck of the Irish has not blessed me this week, Ty. I've, if, the, if the last hour and a half has been any indication. <laughs> so, just in case anybody can't tell, I'm not the happiest guy right now. Into an ounce <laughs> history, illustrious, award-winning <laughs> slash nominated history. Mm-hmm. There have been a few lost episodes. <laughs> and some of them for the better. Yes, that is very <laughs> fair. <laughs> um, there have been some that I have had to Frankenstein together. Those are ones I like because I don't have to do any extra work. But this one, I was not willing to do that. Um, basically, I had some battery problems and lost the entire episode we had already entirely recorded. I had... Like, I was ready to go for a walk. Instead of that, I ordered Pizza Hut on Skip the Dishes. <laughs> Are you blaming that on me? 100%. Because I was going to go for a walk, come home, shower, and go back to bed. But now, after we record, I'm going to watch the last couple episodes of The League because I'm not going for a walk at 10 o'clock at night. You're blaming me for your relapse. I wouldn't call it a It's not a relapse. But why can't you just record and go to bed? And why can't you go for a walk at 10 o'clock? Have you been in Lloyd after dark? <laughs> Are you that afraid? You know where I live. I do. I do. I, I guess I, I chupacabras out in that like... field. I'm sure of it. <laughs> <laughs> and then early St. Patty's Day. I smashed one of the light fixtures in my kitchen, not out of anger, not like it was the clumsiest, stupidest thing. I could try to paint a picture for you. I got these hanging pendant lights above my sink, and in the sink was a cookie sheet. I picked it up out of the sink, and I don't know what. I I, I may be too powerful for my own good. Uh, Okay. uh... Swung the cookie sheet up and smashed glass everywhere. <laughs> so I've uh, made the order and uh, I have to replace the entire light fixture. And this is where I become exposed to Ty. Mm-hmm. I'm a big red green fan. Well, who isn't? I, I think he could be on our $5 bill. I I would not <laughs> dispute that. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get rid of the polar At bears all. and put them on the toonie. I would be 100%. Get rid of the queen off all of our money and put red green on it. <laughs> I'm waiting for the red green interview with Oprah. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. So... <laughs> that was so bad. <laughs> He's got the saying. If the women don't find you handsome, they should at least find you handy. Mm-hmm. And Ty, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very close to being neither. I'm going to be exposed once this light fixture shows up on my doorstep. It, it It's one of the easiest things you can do. Your shoulder's going to get sore. Okay, because of reaching? Because it's, it's going to be, you're going to be lifting stuff above your head. But other than that, okay. it's really not that bad. The one thing I will tell you is... Do the make sure your breakers off. Okay, so there's two things. Make sure your breakers flipped off okay. before you pull that light out. I mean, I shouldn't have that to tell sounds, you that, uh, but that sounds uh, pretty uh, common sense. But uh, you they, don't want to assume common, anything with me. There's nothing common about common sense. <laughs> and tip number two would be hook the ground up first because it's a screw that you. Wrap yeah. the wire around and screw it in. Yeah. Then if your arms get tired, it holds the light. Okay. Thank so you. That don't do what I did where I stood on my stepladder in my walk-in closet for like half an hour trying to <laughs> wire in the track lighting and killed my shoulder. I just know I'm going to fall backwards right through the kitchen table. <laughs> oh, my God. Can, can you doubt that? Not at all. So I, I don't see how it doesn't happen. I am actually the clums, clumsiest person on the planet. So yep. before before my, my when, when I still lived at home, my parents were in the process of finishing the basement. I love this story, if, by the way. If you can, if you can picture <laughs> just the set of stairs, it, the basement wasn't done, so there was a space in between the stairs running up and the wall running across. And one morning, I was so tired, I was running, <laughs> I was crawling up the stairs. I lost my balance, fell through the gap in the. F- and the stairs <laughs> crashed all the way through these boxes that were just having random stuff. <laughs> My dad and sister are in the living room, and they're like, "What happened?" And nobody bothered to check on me. Just that's that's laying- Dell. That's <laughs> Dell in a nutshell. <laughs> I I trust that Park Power will not. Um, electrocute me because I will shut the breaker off. But this episode of Two and Out is for Park Power, your friendly local utilities provider in Alberta. They offer internet, electricity, and natural gas with low rates, awesome service, and profit sharing with local charities. Park Power is owned by Chris Kozowski, who has a growing and well-deserved reputation for being a guy who cares. If you're in the Edmonton area... Maybe you've seen him around town. He's got the bow tie. He supports local causes and boosts local business. He walks that talk with Park Power. They share their profits with local charities. And as a new customer, 
you can choose a community partner to receive 10% of the proceeds from your electricity bill, like the CKUA Radio Network. Visit parkpower.ca slash CKUA to find out more. In the Huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out Podcast. And we start the, the show today, some sad news, learning that the big man, uh, Chris Schultz had passed away, and this happened on March 4th, which was a tough day. We also mm-hmm. learned uh, of the passing of Walter Gretzky. He's been referred to as Canada's hockey dad. Um, it's the anniversary of John Candy's death, and, and the big man was was a tough one, uh, mm-hmm. 61 years old, and... Ty, I said it to you, my CFL panel that when I really became a fan was uh, Randorf, Climey, Dunnigan, and Schultz. And the, the passion that he had for the game of football just came right through the TV. He loved both the NFL and the CFL. He... He played for the Dallas Cowboys and the Argos. Um, there was a time when Canadians didn't really make uh, the NFL, but he did mm-hmm. it. And he was an all-star with the Argos, a great cup champion with the Argos. Uh, but more tie uh, about Schultz, he was the man that he was off the field. Yeah, and, and you know, nothing that has come, everything, or I should say everything that's come out has been about the man he was off the field, uh, you know, whether it was... Uh, pure later tackle hunger uh you know how yeah. he was how he was uh behind the scenes at tsn and stuff like that uh, and even how he prepared uh you know for his life after football uh, or not for his life but in his life after football with you know the research and all the stats and everything that he would look at and and compile and and research before he would go on the air like he he was the constant professional through and through his uh colleagues at tsn spoke of him so uh wonderfully uh, uh, as they could during a, a tough time there was a live stream uh, celebration of life um rod smith shared some amazing stories uh, they were great friends james duffy shared some great stories uh, as well uh, they, they shared some classic clips uh Schultz, was a funny guy too <laughs> yeah and there was some classic classic clips from his early days but one of my favorite stories and i i saw duffy speak at a, at a scholarship breakfast at rdc once and uh, talking about Schultz's first uh first steps into the broadcast world he was very resistant to wearing uh, the earpiece and he finally puts it on and he was kind of rambling a little bit and uh, the producer gets in his ear and says, "Shut up, Chris! Throw it to James for kickoff," <laughs> and he repeats it word for word right on uh, national television. And that's just a classic, classic story that I love. And Duffy tells it great, but uh, he put a lot into becoming mm-hmm. just as good of a broadcaster as he was a, a football player. And and I think he knew that he had to. Right? I mean, you can't just go into right. something half-assed yeah uh he was all in and it came through on the broadcast whether it was the the panel uh, that we grew up with basically on friday night football or you know doing lines uh for the nfl uh every week on tsn when i didn't even know what sports gambling was 
uh, is, is risky business created oh. the tie we know. And and the business became less risky when he shaved the mustache. <laughs> Look, you can relate to Schultzy that way too. I I, I, uh, I am like although Schultzy had a way better mustache. No offense. Literally everybody I know has a better mustache than I do. <laughs> There's three year olds with better mustaches than I do than I have. <laughs> Uh, the big man, six foot mm-hmm. eight. He was a towering presence. I only had the chance to meet him once, and they weren't kidding about his handshake. You oh. kind of lose your hand. Yeah. <laughs> in, I can, I can only imagine. Hand. Such a kind person, and, and I know thousands of CFL mm-hmm. fans have uh, had the pleasure of meeting him at Grey Cups. I, I know he was calling uh, uh, Argo Games with Mike Hogan on the radio yeah. over the past couple of years, and uh, Mike is going to miss his uh, broadcast partner. We're all going to miss Schultze. And uh, I love what Pure Later did. And they uh, they, they were going to donate uh, and match to up to $10,000 worth of donations. And it looked like people maxed it out in yeah. his memory. And I would, uh, I would love maybe if they continued um, to do the Tackle Hunger program I don't know. Is there an award that they can uh, name after him? And I just think it would be a great tribute to the big man to continue that in his name because just a great man on and off and just in every facet of his life. uh, I was actually just blown away by uh, the reaction because it it was clear that he was loved by all who who were able to meet him. And, you know, we call it the CFL family, whether it's like – when we yeah. get together with, you know, the rest of, of the CFPN and, you know, it, it's like nobody really has team elite. We'll rib each other and everything, but it's all, it's all fun. Uh, you know, we're yeah. all, we're all family and it, it shows, it shows like that too. When you look at uh, guys like Chris Schultz and, and how he was with the rest of the media and, you know, a lot of them were players that covered, that cover the game now, obviously. And, and then you have the, like the hosts and well, Rod Smith obviously played football too in, in college, but yeah, like it, that family extends. It's not just, you know, the fans and everything it shows that you know even in the media and after the game that it's still it's still a pretty tight-knit community yeah this game could use uh a lot more people mm-hmm. like mr chris schultz and he will uh be missed and i i know um that fans across this country are they're getting restless and uh, they're getting worried and and maybe that has been uh, a big reason why <laughs> Things oh, have here, been the here we go. They've been <laughs> like it, it was announced last week that the CFL and the XFL were going to sit down and talk and maybe discuss uh, a, a partnership, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That is that is all we know. That that's all that's been said. But things have sort of gone out of control, like. Like me on a Friday night at Grey Cup. Yep. Uh, or Wednesday. You're you're usually a Wednesday guy, yeah. One time. One time. <laughs> Just That's, no pacing. None. In bed in bed before eleven with a Gatorade <laughs> and two cheddar smokies from seven eleven. Ooh. Oh, Those yeah. cheddar smokies are underrated. They're so oh. good. Oh. They're top five. <laughs> By the way, do you have your Pizza Hut yet? Yeah, it showed up. What did you order? 
uh, uh, small pepperoni lovers pizza and twenty two salt and pepper wings. Twenty two, like they, they come in eight, a... sixteen, or twenty two. Oh, so of course I ordered the most that I could order. Why not twenty four? I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> so. It's like, oh, yeah, you can get each for five bucks or two for 15. Like, what are we talking about? My birthday parties growing up were at least. And 222 I'm not wings. Here. Yeah, 20 dozen wings. And there would be none left. <laughs> I wonder why my blood pressure is high. I, I don't wonder. My blood sugar is good. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a medical you're, mystery. You're fine. You're the picture of health. <laughs> is that a Headstones album? Great reference. I, um, I think it actually is. <laughs> XFL, CFL. Uh, I don't know how we got there, but a lot of the internet and Twitter seems to have panicked. And Weird. basically assumed this this that this means a merger is inevitable. Mm-hmm. So let's slow it down and really think about what a CFL XFL merger would look like because I I don't see a way how it could work. I, I really really don't. So because it doesn't. XF, now. <laughs> 2020 XFL started with uh, uh, right after the Super Bowl, and I know it ended up getting shut down uh, due to the pandemic. Ty, remind me did they did they plan to p- play ten games? Was that the plan? No idea. Couldn't have cared less. Okay, I, I think it was going to be. <laughs> this is not this is not the XFL I wanted. It was a watered down version of what they had before, which was way more fun before and yeah this this league appealed this league did not appeal to me whatsoever they wanted to be taken more seriously seriously this like they wanted to distance themselves from uh the old xfl and people with uh criminal records yeah the the wrestling the you know the the stuff like that but hey they did bring us the cable cam and he hate me so that is uh greatest name in football history i don't even think it's up for discussion (laughs) if you say he hate me everybody knows you're talking about you're right everybody absolutely knows um but the the last xfl was was different Mm -hmm. um and it ended up going away so if the XFL and the CFL were going to merge, we know that the XFL doesn't want to, and it cannot compete with the NFL, so mm-hmm. they can't have games in the fall. Mm-hmm. NFL training camps start towards the end of July. The rookies start to report, and then they uh, have the four preseason games. It's all August long. So you're probably going to want to avoid that if you're the XFL because your players – I'm going to assume you're in the States are going to want to try to have their shot mm-hmm. at, the, at the NFL. Yep. Can there be CFL football right after the Super Bowl in February? You're saying move the season up? <laughs> hey, that's moving it up. Yep. 
And all the people are going to say, I didn't want it moved up Gatterly. Well, you can't have your cake and eat it, too. (laughs) So, February the last two years, at least uh, in Alberta, were the coldest months of the year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, This year, you were working in minus 54? Yeah, it was... We literally had the Monday morning meeting after we shut down for two days. Said, well, it's the coldest day we've had, but we're going to try to make a go of it. I'm like, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> wow. And then at, nine, at 9.30, they shut down. I'm like, oh, wow. Genius move there. Thanks, guys. And I I know that November gets cold, but... Nah, it's, th- it's a dry cold. <laughs> but but here, here, if you played football in February... Uh, for CFL, you would have to have training camps in January. Yeah, I mean, play the odds. I I, I would take November over uh, January slash February. <laughs> like, and then what do you do with the draft? Oh yeah, we haven't even thought of that. You're right. We have the draft after after Vanier Cup, and then they're eligible to go to camp in January. That's not gonna work. There is so much that would need to change here oh my God. Um, for a merger to happen. And I, I know people are throwing around, you know, uh, the XFL and the CFL. They could have a North Division, an American Division. and Go, go back into your mom's basement, log back on <laughs> to whatever website that, that you want to spout your conspiracy theories on. That's not going to work. It, it's a lot different than baseball. The, 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 Baseball's still the same really, game. Yeah, it's only the DH. That is it. And the DH is unreal. It is the greatest thing to happen to baseball. No, I cannot. Well, they would have to ditch the ratio if it merged. They, they cannot they have to. make the same mistakes that they did if this yeah. were to happen in the 90s where the American teams played with a different set of rules than the Canadian teams. And then also had Don Matthews. In Baltimore, yeah. like how was that fair to anybody? <laughs> Which means that Canadian players get squeezed out here. Mm-hmm. Well, they would still they would still be the same amount of jobs if you only had to have the ratio in Canada, or there'd be no ratio. And then, you know, then what are we having a draft for? Unless yeah. every player coming out of college is draft eligible, whether it's whether it's whether they're Canadian or not. Now I know a lot of people are worried about losing. Uh, three down football altogether mm-hmm. but then think about the the trickle effect mm-hmm. if you get rid of or you just make it four down football on a canadian field and everything else is exactly the same that sounds terrible i think yeah For the i think defense, defense <laughs> it, it's basically impossible to play mm-hmm. and ty i did say this to you offense is what sells tickets and attracts ratings. And yeah, that's we why also, everybody's in. We also said that a lot of people can't tell the difference between good offense and bad defense. There would just be no there'd be no defense. Every defense would be bad. That's very <laughs> because the the DAC the DAC already the deck already is stacked against defense right now. Yep. But so if you that want, were to happen. So you want four downs with a waggle and a yard off the ball. If a team, why would you ever, why would you ever sign a punter? Yeah. Why? You literally run a slant pattern 
So and, yeah, I, like, I I think if they would have to change absolutely everything, it um, just, and and you can't have you know Canadian rules up here and then four down football in the states and then have it like an early play because that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Second most ridiculous thing I've heard today. Well, because for that to work, the seasons would have to line up. <laughs> Not only that, but how, how, how do you expect a team like Calgary yeah. goes down after playing three straight games up here on, you know, well, and then with 12 guys, bigger field, do we go down to 11 in the XFL? Do we still have the, like, if you're going straight NFL or XFL rules versus CFL rules, depending on who the home team is, there's no way that works. You might as well just give the win to the home team. Don't even travel. Mark it down. We'll figure it out later. Save the money. Because it's not worth it. And that's another thing. If if Calgary goes to play the Tampa Bay Vipers or the Seattle Dragons or whatever it be. Why do you have to like just pick terrible names? <laughs> it's better than the Kraken. Yeah. Are, are the Americans going to watch that? Probably not. I cannot see them. It happens in NBA and it happens in MLB. They, mm-hmm. they don't care about the Raptors. They don't happens care about in the, the Jays. Happens in the NHL too when Canadian teams make the final. Yeah, and, and I don't think it gets the same attention because, of course, the ratings in Canada would be crazy mm-hmm. if it was, you know, Leafs, Oilers in the final. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm sure Gary Bettman would be pulling what Harry has left out if that happened. <laughs> well, the thing is, the ratings in Canada would be unreal and northern New York. Right, right. Because every year right. Buffalo has the, like the highest ratings in the States. But other yeah. than that, I mean, I don't think people in the middle of June are going to watch a Leafs Oiler final in Sunrise, Florida. They don't yeah. even watch the Panthers in Sunrise, That's Florida. True. <laughs> And the TV money is in the States. And I Mm -hmm. I know a lot seem to think that with The Rock being on board with the CFL, and I get it, he's got over 200 million followers on Instagram when he mentions something. And he's running for president in 2032. Yeah, so if the future president is on board with the the CFL. How'd that work out for the USFL? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's... That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know if he can make Americans care about Canadian teams or a, a Canadian league. Yeah. Uh, I think it, it might be better to get Canadians to care more <laughs> about the CFL. I do think that the CFL yep, could learn steps. a few things <laughs> from uh, the XFL. Yep. That, that, that central ownership model is actually pretty intriguing what Mm -hmm. if the cfl was run under you know central ownership and i know with the community community owned teams in winnipeg edmonton saskatchewan and arguably three of maybe the top four most successful teams in the cfl are they going to want to give up that control Mm mm-hmm um, so I, I don't even know how that would happen, but if the profits out of Winnipeg and Saskatchewan, which, I mean, they're not 
massive numbers, but if they were shared with the Montreal's, BC's, and Toronto's, that would create a healthier overall CFL, I would think. I, I would think, but at the same time, I, I don't want to proclaim that. Like, I don't think that we know Yeah, enough. I'm not a business guy. Yeah, we're, we're not a businessman. We're a businessman. Um, <laughs> but I... I just don't know unless there's a big, a huge influx of capital from this, and that's the only way that that could possibly happen with the, the CFL owning all night or having a centralized ownership. Because I just don't see the three prairie teams giving up anything. Why would they? Yeah. But at the same time, if they don't, and this league never comes back, God forbid then, you know, you're going to be looking back and be like, oh, we probably should have done that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's 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 your worst nightmare, right? Uh, I, I mean, it works in MLS, but at the same time, it's a, I mean, they're playing, they're, they're like, you go to Seattle and they're selling out, and I know the riders sell, but it's just a different price point and everything, and it just, it seems to work for the MLS. That's a pretty big scale. You think you could scale it down to nine teams? I just don't know if, because it hasn't, it didn't start like that. It'd be hard for the CFL to envelop all nine teams, and because you, you'd have to buy out, you'd have to buy it yeah. off of MLSC. Uh, you know, the Riders, Bombers, and Edmonton are community owned. You'd, you'd have to figure out a way to get that bought. Like it's just there's a, you're gonna need a lot of money to start up, and they just don't have that right now. Well, I'm pretty sure the expansion fee for the Atlantic Schooners was to be 15 million bucks for one team. Yep, and that was what the xfl was sold for <laughs> mm-hmm. i and we had talked about this before but I, I think vince was just done yeah and that must be what it is because we were and football fans were promised this spring football has so much challenges in the u.s but the aaf the xfl were all said to have had Years of money in the bank to absorb mm-hmm. these losses before they could start turning a profit and have a sustainable league. And I know the pandemic came and shut down the XFL, so it's kind of a different different, different uh, sto- story yeah. there. But both of the leagues just went away when they both said they had years of money in the bank to support the thing. So you're saying that a sports franchise and league lied to its fans (laughs) i don't believe you now the the cfl's been in deep trouble before Uh, Mm -hmm. the the 1995 gray cup a lot maybe thought it was going to be the last Mm -hmm. in cfl history and there have been plenty of gray cups since then franchises have been in trouble the rough riders have had telethons and back then, it just seemed like it was common knowledge, almost like they were very transparent about it. If if the situation was as dire as some believe it to be, would they not be transparent about the situation instead of just coming up with the Grey Cup fan base? Wouldn't there just be more and more options for fans to try and save this thing? I... I I don't think, like, I I think the situation is dire. I know Mm -hmm. that. But I don't know. (laughs) 
maybe we're at a 50-50 shot. I, I just don't think that if they don't partner up with the or they don't merge with the XFL that it's just going to die. I I don't I, because <laughs> these provincial governments <laughs> they're not going to want those big old empty stadiums being used for nothing. <laughs> yeah, because you know outdoor concerts in November or Jan- or yeah. December, January in Regina, lovely, lots of fun. I, I, I guess I just think if the league were going to be on the brink of folding, it wouldn't would have been know. a partnership announcement. It would have there would have yeah. been a le- leading up to it, and it would have been a merger or you know a purchase. It, it would have been. I, I think I don't think the league's in great shape right now, but I think it's no, in good enough. Course. I think it's in good enough shape where it doesn't quite need a bailout or a merger. They might need a bailout from the government if they would actually get their right. ass together and you know come up with a plan. But they didn't, and it does, we haven't heard anything about it since. Not that yeah. I was a fan of you know a bailout, but it is what it is. I think if it was that dire, we'd we'd already know. Yeah, I really think we'd know if the situation was that dire um, as well. I, I've seen a few conspiracies floating around. Uh, the the BC Lions are without an owner. Um, <laughs> th- does The Rock want to own the BC Lions? <laughs> I, I think that would be uh, definitely fun, and that would be a change uh, here. But I honestly see... This proposed partnership being something really simple, yeah. like marketing and maybe a better TV deal. Yeah, and I don't know two way two way contracts. How would that work? Players mm-hmm. being allowed to play in the XFL and the CFL within without any sort of shenanigans. And I get it. Yeah. Uh, a full CFL season, a full football season, is brutal on the body, mm-hmm. and. If <laughs> if players are going to play in both leagues, yeah, you know what? They would probably get them a nice little paycheck there. But it would also mean 30 to 35 football games in a year. And some of these guys, it, it already is a 12-month-a-year process, and they, they barely feel healed by the time training camp starts again. <laughs> like, I, think, I think the only way like a two-way deal would work uh, you'd have to have some sort of waiver system, obviously. Yeah. But the the seasons would have to line up somewhat. Yeah. Right? You couldn't go February to June, June to November. And it, I just don't see how players would be able to do that. Um, you know, they have a hard enough time playing 16 or 18 games now. One of the biggest topics of the past half decade has been player safety, right? And yep. Yep. to allow guys to play that much football in a year <laughs> that there's no way there's no I way i don't know like i can i i walk five kilometers a day and i'm gonna fall over like <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta go up four flights of stairs after i go for a walk man <laughs> like but like I, it, it could work if the season's lined up maybe maybe you know the xfl or the cfl i'm guessing the cfl would start a little bit earlier yeah uh, so that the end of the season's kind of lined up, and you could have a waiver system. But you know, either league, that player when he's cut to released could go to either league, and it would be mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. would be no rights 
like you have in the NFL where a team will release a guy, but because of the contract structures and all that stuff, going in between leagues can be a little tricky. I mean, it would just be your waiver order would be both standings combined. Lowest team gets first dibs, regardless of whether it's an XFL or CFL team. And if he wants to, go, if they if they claim him and they want any and he wants to go, then he goes. Mm-hmm. Right, because right now with with the window and all that stuff, you're not getting guys back from the NFL to what week eight, nine, ten. So, I mean, and they've already missed training camp with their CFL team. They've missed the first ten weeks, and they're coming in. I don't want to say they're disrupting, but it is a little bit of a disruption for a new player to come in who's basically given a spot. He's not going to come in to you know sit on the bench or be third string guy for the most part. But if you could just bounce around between both the XFL and CFL, if you if you could, I, I don't see an issue with that. But the salaries would also have to line up too, right? Yeah. Well, and the salaries are pretty close. The cap and everything would have to be the same. So I just don't see how you know. Yeah. If one league's at eight million and we're and the CFL's at the floor technically this year, I just don't see how that works either. Because if I remember correctly, the XFL minimum salary I think was fifty five uh, mm-hmm. American, and I know the exchange rate it, it does make that more attractive. Um, yeah, for now. To, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Canadian dollar is over eighty, and it's been a while since it's been uh, that strong. Canada is not the one printing trillions of dollars at a time, right? Yeah, I guess that's why that's <laughs> happening. Um, <laughs> um, but. I just feel like if a merger were to happen, we, we'd see like maybe, you know, April to July football in Canada. And I don't know, maybe that would happen. I guess I I, I wouldn't be thrilled with that. There's no. a long and rich tradition. Let's face it. The Grey Cup has made more money and has been more successful than both of the XFL's seasons combined. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the XFL has a has a lot to gain here, and, and if they can have uh, a player pool available to them uh, from Canada, it helps it helps them out. Yep. It's interesting times, but all we do is know that they're talking, and there's there's no really point in just worrying about this thing we have mm-hmm. 2021 to worry about as far as the cfl goes and and, what, and makes... what did i say what did i say in the group chat when this all became breaking news you guys worry too much yeah yeah at that in the same breath i said you know on march 12th in three weeks everything <laughs> will be back to normal and here we are here we are 53 later. weeks later <laughs> ba- 53 weeks basically to the day <laughs> I'm man enough to say when I was wrong. Yeah. Okay, Ty. Um, <laughs> Neely, however, is not. That Burger King was not open. I walked yeah. around downtown Regina in my boots That's on Labor terrible. Day. <laughs> okay, Ty. Ha- November 2021, Hamilton, Ontario. Mm-hmm. What's What's the Grey Cup look like? Like Toronto winning in the new stadium? <laughs> Okay, you and see just that? watching and watching the world burn. You see, that's the most Hamilton. optimistic I've heard you about Canadian football happening this year. Oh, it's because I want it to happen. It'd be hilarious. <laughs> okay, okay. The, the Thai Cats host their first Grey Cup since 1997, and the Argos 96. win 96, 
and the Argos we we, we, win You screwed that again. up the first time we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and the Argos win again. Oh, oh, you're speaking my language. <laughs> and speaking of those Argos. I, I cheer for chaos. We know this. Okay, so the Argos sign Henoch Mwamba. How? There was <laughs> That's the question. They signed they now have the east the eastern most outstanding Canadian and the western most outstanding Canadian and probably going to sign Taylor Loeffler. Oh. The greatest training camp roster yep. in CFL history. <laughs> Hands down, not even up for discussion. <laughs> like, and, and they don't and even have a. Oh, oh no, I guess they do have a starting quarterback. I they don't even have a starting quarterback, but that's Ottawa. That's the, <laughs> that's why I told Ty and I asked you. I said, "Are they trying to fix it so the Argos win the last Grey Cup ever?" <laughs> no, they are. They are playing spoiler. They are there to ruin Hamilton's Grey Cup party. <laughs> You are the most sadistic person I know. <laughs> oh man, when it, I live across the street from a ball diamond, and it's got a parking lot in it, and when there's kids riding their bikes, like learning how to ride their bikes, I cheer for them to fall from my bedroom window <laughs> because they're not my kids, and I don't care. Oh wow, <laughs> you really are angry uh, after the first show. Uh... <laughs> Ended up in I, the I think abyss. I'm more. I think I'm more hangry. Oh yeah, you haven't had any pizza yet. No, I, I'm okay. a professional. <laughs> okay, more, the name more of the of last episode. Than... Oh, let's be honest. Hey, it's a pandemic. Don't you have four hundred bucks to put your name on a fan base? <laughs> well, if you don't, you're not a real fan. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's gonna edit that okay. out of the show. Yeah, okay, bud. And... You want to blow smoke? Go have a dart. <laughs> God, I, and it's no, it's no secret that I hate that man. So <laughs> I will. I, I'm gonna. I've, I've. I tried not to get the angry elk used this time, and I think I've done a pretty good job. Well. I, I'm just going to be transparent here. There's probably going to be some editing in the last uh, uh, 30 seconds of this podcast, and it might make zero sense out of context. Right on. <laughs> but I'm not going to hide that fact. No. <laughs> but there, now you know. Uh, I have to protect can't, the business interests of this show. <laughs> can't, can't wait to wake up to a bunch of... Tech tweet notifications that make no sense. <laughs> We're a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. This episode of Two and Out brought to you by ATB Financial. And they've got a podcast called The Future of. You can join Todd Hirsch, ATB's Vice President and Chief Economist, as he connects with special guests who offer unique and useful perspectives about the future. Explore how our economy and communities can not only brace for change, but embrace the opportunity it creates. From the future of women in business to the changing nature of work itself, the future of helps us understand what's coming and what we need to do today to get the tomorrow we want. Featuring two episodes each month, plus bonus episodes, 
The Future Of includes interviews with top community and business leaders from Alberta and around the world. Subscribe to The Future Of in the Apple Store, Google Play, Spotify, and everywhere podcasts are found. And connect to ask your questions about the future by emailing thefutureof at atb.com. I wonder if uh, Mr. Hirsch could do an episode on the CFL. <laughs> what hey, does the, what hurt. does what does the future of the CFL look like? How can we fix uh, this league? Either way, Ty, there's probably going to be a lot of changes uh, this year. The league probably going to be oper- operating at a big, big loss. Um, but what does next year and beyond look like in the CFL? We hope uh, that we learn more about this in the coming days. And just don't take any advice from the United Football Players Association. That's, that's better than the advice I gave you about your lights. <laughs> that is the advice you should take with you through the next couple weeks. We'll talk to you again, hopefully in a couple weeks. uh, The news isn't as turbulent. Take it easy, (laughs) and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.